Good afternoon, and thanks for tuning in to the Ball Talk Pod with Evan Kinter and Shaden Jones. Real excited for today's show as we welcome former Kentucky Wildcat and Dallas Cowboy Cornell Burbage. Cornell, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. All right. Well, our first topic of the day is the streak. Florida has won 30 straight games against the Wildcats, and you were on the team the, that last beat UK. Do you think we can beat them tonight and end that terrible streak? Uh, well, I think we actually can. Um, I think what didn't really hurt the hurt the streak is is when they scheduled the the game in um, in a September. Uh, when we actually played them, we always played them in like no, November. And when they would always come here, it was um, it was always colder. Um, the the uh, weather was was really never you know favorable for uh, Florida Florida guys. But uh, I mean, I think the uh, streak should should end tonight. Uh, I mean, it's it's really unbelievable that you know it's been 30 years. Um, that's just something that that I never would have imagined after we actually beat them in like 1986 that that we were still be talking about this, but uh, I think the way Stoops got the got the boys playing, I think tonight should be the night. So hopefully by 10 10:30 to tonight we could all be out there celebrating. Yeah, and there's been some very close calls in the past. I remember two years ago when we almost beat them. Uh, it was a questionable call, but. Then there's also been some other ones. There was 1993, 2003. But the reasons why I think that streak won tonight is this is Florida's quarterback's first true road game. So, of course, there's going to be some pressure on him. And I don't know if he can really read the defense yet very well, uh, college-style defense. And, of course, Kentucky's one of the better defensive teams as we're rated really high on our defense. And plus, I believe... This game, UK wants it too bad for us to lose. But I think this game will be very low scoring, and both teams are very good defensive. But, you know, I think Kentucky has a better offense, and I think we can pull off the win. Okay, Cornell, can you give our listeners what you remember from that phenomenal game 31 years ago? Well, what I remember is it was actually senior, senior day, and I was a senior, and um, it was, I'm telling you, it was cold. It was probably about, if it was 30 degrees, it's probably around 20-something degrees. It was it was freezing rain, um, and and it, it was just it was one of them. It was a defensive game. It was it was it was a defensive game. The defense was hidden, um, and plus we actually bench bench clearing, you know, pushing and pushing and shoving match. Um, and it was just it was a real close competitive game and 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 we just came away with the uh uh victory i mean because our defense stood up we had turnover after turnover my my roommate actually sealed it um tony mays he uh they actually threw a pass to ricky natil he was first round draft pick with the uh denver denver broncos and he actually came across the middle. Tony Mays made the tackle, stripped the ball, got the fumble, sealed the victory. Uh, we also had Mark Higgs who actually scored scored a touchdown, and he played for the Dolphins. And I actually had the uh, punt return who actually set that up. 
Uh, and also we had Caldwell Gardner who had a who had a couple of sacks that that game. Uh, I mean, we just everybody on our team rised up. You know, Bill uh, Ransdale, quarterback. Um, we we just had it was one of them days. It was just one of them games that we knew we were gonna win. Uh, there was no there was no doubt. And plus, when we walked outside and it was about 25 to, to degrees, and we knew we was gonna win. So, you know, I feel that Kentucky have that confidence going into tonight's game. This is the most confident Kentucky team I have seen for for years, years and years. They, they like I said, those guys played great on the road last week, and everybody knows playing in the SEC, winning a game on the on the road is is just unbelievable. They went to South Carolina and they handled those those guys Saturday night. So they actually back home. It's gonna be a sell out sell out crowd. And, I, you know, I, like I said, I expect to be celebrating around 10.30. 10.30 tonight, Lexington will be buzzing because we should have that win. Yeah, hopefully we see the goalposts come down tonight. but And hopefully that uh, the that won't happen again because people will expect the wins from the team. But one of your most right. memorable plays from that game was a 35-yard punt return, as you said. It set up the only touchdown of the game in the first quarter. As that game was low scoring, only a 10-3 to Wildcats win. Can you see this game also being low scoring like most experts predict? Well, I do see it, but, but, in, but in this day and time, you know, the game is, is, is really about offense now. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see a 10-3 to game, but in this day and time, you, you don't really see scores like that. Low, low scoring these days is 24 to 20, 20 and 1. You don't see 10 to 10 to 3 games too often because there's just so many high-powered offenses. You know, Kentucky got a high-powered offense. You know, Florida has that young quarterback, but still, they can still put up some put up some, some points. But the game in the, you know, in, in this day and, day and era is really – geared towards the uh, offense. So, and, you know, I, I can see us coming away with a with a 20, probably a 28 to 24 victory. Uh, and really, if you look at college football, that is low. I mean, if you yeah. look at some of the scoring these days, you're looking at 45 to 41. You know, so I, I, I do feel that our defense, if you can hold Florida to 20 points, we will win because we're going to definitely score at least 28 points. There's no doubt. There's no doubt with, you know, with the way our guys are playing with that, uh, you know, Steven Johnson, C.J. Conrad, those guys, I mean, those guys, are, they are awesome. And then we got we got the running back, Snell. I mean, hey, he, he once you get in the red zone, count that we are going to score a touchdown. We don't get field goals when we get the ball down, down in the red zone. We always, you know, punch it in. So, I, I, I can see us winning 28, 20, 20, 20, 24. And, you know, for this day and time, that is low, low, low scoring. So, yeah, I see our, our team winning in the 20 to 30 range, our our point total. and But I think that I also agree with you on the point that our team, we cannot get that many low points. I know we'll score a lot because we have so many options. Steven Johnson is very mobile. And he likes to throw the short passes, which set us up for first downs quite a bit. 
and Benny Snell, I think he'll have a phenomenal game. I think his first, I'm pretty sure his first game last year, his first carry was against Florida last year. And it was also Steven Johnson's first game was against Florida. And I think these guys have a lot to prove. They didn't get really, didn't, uh, didn't really get to showcase what they were made of last year against Florida, and it was an embarrassing loss. So I definitely think that Florida will, Florida will take a, take some beating tonight. And I think that with, with a motivated team, we'll definitely get that win. Even though, even though that some experts think it's not going to happen, but. No, I've been watching this team for several years, and I think this is the this is the best I've ever seen them. So, I'm really excited for this one. And, uh, and on to our next topic. After playing for Kentucky, you went on to play for the Dallas Cowboys in a successful three-year stretch. What was it like playing for the Cowboys and just being in the NFL to begin with? Well, it was more of a you know dream dream that actually came came true. Um, you know, growing up, you always imagine that you're going to actually play on uh, Sundays. And when it, and I have to tell my older brothers all the time, I'm going to be in the pros. I'm going to play in the pros. But I was little. I mean, I was probably the skinniest kid that was on the block. You know, when I came to Kentucky, I weighed only 150, 50 pounds. And, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a goal of mine. And then when that, when that dream became true, it, I mean, it's like, you living out all your childhood dreams. It was just it one of the best feelings ever to play in Texas Stadium, to to actually play with that play with that star on your on your on your helmet. That that's a team that kids in Lexington. You saw the Cincinnati Bengals every Sunday. This is when you didn't have cable. You had three TV stations. You saw the Cincinnati Bengals every game, and you saw the Dallas Cowboys. And I wasn't a Bingo fan. My older brother was a Bingo fan. I was a Cowboy fan. And it was just a dream that came true. It was it was it was it was, it was phenomenal that that I played for the Dallas Cowboys because I knew that everybody was waking up on Sunday or they was leaving church, and I knew they was gonna watch they was gonna watch the first game on TV. They was either gonna watch the Cincinnati Bengals playing somebody or the Dallas Cowboys. So it was all my all my schoolmates, all my classmates from college, all my classmates from high school. It was it was truly a dream come true. Do you have any Jerry Jones stories to share with us? No, not well. The only the only Jimmy Johnson story I have. Jerry Jones. He was he was Jerry was a good owner. You know, I, I don't have anything to say about Jerry. I thought Jerry did a great job, but. The only thing I say about Jimmy is is Jimmy Johnson. We had workouts, and um, we had to make sixteen, but to make sixteen one tens, and it was kids. I'm talking about what well, I can't say. Kids, grown men passing out, and he was like, "You don't pass out on my football field. You don't." I mean, so I was like, "Man, this is serious," you know. And uh, and then he walked in a meeting one day and said, "There's only one guy that has a guaranteed contract, and it's me. The rest of y'all can be out of here." And you know, we went one in fifteen. After that one in fifteen season, you actually saw, starting in 1990, that's when the Cowboys just took off. I think yeah. they won their next Super Bowl in '92 and '93, and I mean, and they was they had a dynasty going, you know, so. You know, he was a 
He was a bottom line guy. He was, it was strictly business. And we was out in California, Wilson. It was a training camp, Thousand Oaks. And I mean, the weather was beautiful. I mean, every day, 75 degrees, no humidity. It was perfect weather. I mean, perfect weather. Jimmy walks out and says, it's too cool outside. We need to have camp in Texas next year. So in 1990, they moved training camp to Texas, where it was over 100 degrees every day. So he was one of those type of guys, you know. So, But they was – Jimmy – if Jimmy and Jerry would have stayed together, no telling how many Super Bowls those guys could have actually won because when you talk Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, and then the whole offensive line with Nate Newton, Mark, Mark Stepnowski, and all of those guys, I mean, they was just – unbelievable players yeah that intensity and toughness that jimmy johnson brought is one of the main reasons why he's considered one of the greatest coaches in nfl history and why the the quick turnaround of the dallas cowboys uh when you're talking about the cowboys of the 90s you have to talk about jimmy johnson and i know there's some phenomenal players that played for him but it wouldn't have happened without jimmy johnson and speaking of coaching after your playing days, you became the intermediate head coach at Kentucky State University. Can you tell us what that was like? Uh, it was it was a, it was a great great experience. We just uh, I don't I can't believe that I, that I lost my job. Uh, I mean I went seventy four. Um, actually put me in there. I think it was two thousand and four. They they gave me the interim head coach because Donald Donald Smith was the coach. And, and they released him, and they made me the uh, interim head coach. And what a lot of people don't realize about that whole situation that was at, when I was at K-State, was that when they made me the interim coach, they froze my budget. I couldn't recruit. I couldn't do any of that. And the only thing we could do is take whoever walked in the door, basically. So we had no budget. And all I kept saying is all we got to do is win. Once you win, everything changes. So it was all about those players that we had. And the only thing I want to teach them is what my college coach taught me. You know, Coach Clay, when you saw always say, do right, do your best, and you will win in life. You will be a winner. And that's what I tried to teach those guys when I was at K-State. And they all bought in. When they bought in, we was on a roll. We went, we was at, I think it was at 71. Well, yeah, seven and one, and we started having some injuries, and we lost our last three games. So we wound up seven and four. And since nineteen, since two thousand and four, I don't think Kentucky State has ever won seven games since two thousand four. I mean, you can go check the record, but I believe since two thousand, we were the last team to go seven and four. No other team at Kentucky State has ever did that. And it was just amazing that they let me go as a, as the coach, and it was just unbelievable. But I, it, but the experience was great. It was it was one of the best experiences that I could that I could have ever ever been a been a been a uh, part of. And the thing is, I was getting more state kids because this state is really rich with a lot of talent, untapped talent that people don't really know about. And that was something that we took pride in. We was trying to reach out to every high school. And once we started winning, it was going to be a little bit easier. But like I said, I do appreciate 
those guys down there, you know, to actually give me that opportunity. But uh, I was hoping that that I was still uh, that I was I was I was still coaching. I mean, I, I actually coach um, uh, high school now, which I mean that's that is a good little pastime. That that is my that is my passion. But when I was on the college level, that was one of the best best times of my life. Yeah, seven four seven and four is a phenomenal record, especially for Kentucky State. And I think Kentucky was seven and five last year, so I mean that's doing better. That's a better record than Kentucky's doing. So, yeah, that's that's puzzling. But uh, would you ever consider coaching college again? Yeah, if the if the if the right situation came, yes, I would. I mean, you know, I do have a child that actually plays high school football, uh, Jalen. And he's, he is a pretty good player. The only thing that would stop me from coaching college is that I would want to go see him. Because yeah. I feel that he will he should get a, you know, scholarship. Probably a, uh, you know, um, um, Division One scholarship. And um, that's the only thing that would actually stop me because I want to be at his, his uh, games. But if the right situation came, then I actually would do it. You know, as a previous head coach, you know how tough it is to coach a f- football team. Uh, how do you think UK head coach Mark Stoops has done with all the pressure of leading the program back and how he has fared? I mean, I think he has done a great job because he has went and got the players. Um, he, um, I mean, UK looks different. And when I say looks look different, their athletes look different. They bigger, they faster, they stronger. They move different. They, they, he has done a outstanding job. And him and his staff, you, you have to take, you have to take your head off to them, because all the scrutiny, everything that I've been through, and these guys have kept fighting and fighting and fighting, and now the program is getting back to where it should be. And the only thing I'm praying and I'm hoping that he don't leave. I'm hoping that that. Mitch Barnhart, if he wins these games, I'm hoping that Mitch Barnhart comes out of his pocket and pays this man because he deserves every penny that he gets. And I don't want to lose a great coach. He, he He's getting the program right back to where it should be. And because you have an SEC school, you have a great basketball team, there's no reason why you can't have a great football team. There's no reason why we shouldn't be in the top ten every year. There's no reason. Our facilities are second to none. I think they told me it's only two other facilities, probably better, Oregon and Alabama. Yeah. Our facilities are one of the best in the whole country. So we should be able to get whoever we want to get. But we got to keep our coaching staff. And we we just, uh, like I said, I love everything that uh, guys, guys actually Yeah. Uh Stoops was under a lot of criticism to start his career at Kentucky, and but I always believed in him. I personally think he's done a phenomenal job, and I'm so excited to have him as our head coach. You know, I think that if especially if we win today, I think we can we have a very good shot at being a top 25 team in the AP ratings. And uh, ESPN has has us rated at 30, 37 or 33 right now. And you know, if especially if we get the top twenty-five ranking, I don't know, I don't know how long it's been since we've been ranked that, but you know, he's 
he has been given time, and now you see the he has had a few classes come in, and you see that what he's been doing has had results, and especially with a, t if a top 25 rank ranking, that brings a lot of optimism and hope for us. And then the recruits, the highly, the more highly rated recruits out of the state of Kentucky will start coming in, and you can also get the the prospects in the state of Kentucky that are looked at Alabama and Ohio State, those kind of guys are looking at, they'll stay home and not go to uh, out of state. But you've really, you're, you're starting to see what he's envisioned doing, and I'm just so excited to see what lies in store, store for us. Well, Cornell, thanks, thanks again for joining us, and it's been an honor to have you on the show. We would love to have you back sometime, and I'm sure our listeners are going to love this episode. All right. Thanks again. All right. Well, that was that was our interview with former Kentucky Wildcat and Dallas Cowboy Cornell Burbage. We we're very excited to have him on the show, and we hope you guys liked liked hearing it. And just leave us a comment or a view. Please share this on all our social media accounts. And thanks again. And let's go Wildcats.